dude, let's grab him in the brisket and let's grab a cold beer and take a drink. Uh, hey, guys, this is grabbing the brisket. Oh, it's so cold. When it hits the, it's just <laughs> uh, money. I'm excited about tonight. It's going to be a good let's one. Let's go. Yeah, we got a nice interview planned with you guys. You guys. You guys. guys. <laughs> hey, you guys. I'm just kidding. Right. Uh, uh, who's on tonight? Uh, so we got Kevin Bledsoe with Bledsoe's Barbecue. Uh, you guys, unless you've been hiding under a rock, uh, you... Uh, you, 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 know know who who he is. Is. you know who he is. You know who I mean, he is. This guy has been all over. Uh, we we joke around. We say celebrity judge. He, he's yep. been on Bar Rescue. He's been on the the hit Netflix yep. series American Barbecue. American Showdown. Barbecue. We we've had a few contestants on that show. Um, he was one of the judges on that. Super chill, dude. Super. I mean, when you listen to this guy on all his, I mean. I'll be honest, like the funny sayings that he comes up with, I'm like, how do you think of this? You know what I mean? So, so if you've seen some of his TV shows, but it, it's his character. It, it is not, I say it's character. It's not his it's character. Him. It's him. It's him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's who you get. And it, it's going to be an exciting interview for us. Uh, uh, hopefully we don't fuck it up. We never do. No. We're yeah. professionals. It, it'll be fine. Professional. We'll, we'll do a great job. <laughs> you will do a great job, James. Yeah, we will all do a great job. Yeah. But, We'll get back to it. Uh, hey, grabbing the brisket, man. This is uh, we're two hundred one episodes deep. Uh, I know two hundred was it, it a was, kind of a shit show. It was fun. Yeah. Can we celebrate a little we bit had for fun. Us we, we had, it was <laughs> good. It was this good. I listened to it. Celebrate, I it was great, but I the celebratory it. drinks uh, were in full effect. Uh, I think I showed up about eight drinks into it, um, yeah. which may have. Here's the deal, like. There are plenty of poop people Ubering. <laughs> Did you say poop? Yeah. There you were plenty poop. there were plenty of people Ubering out of here that night. Uh just because they're like, we can't drive. So you know what? All in all, it was a, a great two hundredth episode. I feel like I this is our two hundredth though, because Alex wasn't here for I, it. I was just you gonna say, mean? Alex, you weren't here. Is there anything you want to say reflecting on the last two hundred episodes? Because you didn't get a chance last week. Well, everybody talked about their favorite, you know, event or episode. I thought Austin was great. Austin. I think that yeah. was the consensus. The chive? Yeah. yeah. I really liked Austin. Dude. No, Austin Rodeo or Austin Chive? The Chive. The hey, chive. Oh, that okay. slide. Austin Rodeo was cool too, but. That slide. Bro. I didn't go down it. I, you did. I did. You did. It's because all you mm-hmm. bastards have office jobs. If you break your leg, you can still go to work. Yeah. John, you did. When I went down, I caught air. <laughs> I came up off of that damn bottom. I probably, I felt like I was hovering around about a foot and a half or two feet. Uh, but when I put my feet down, it launched me into like a different, I think this is what it was. I, my feet went down too early and it launched me up. Dude, I got some height. I'm pretty sure James is the only one that had to do a stop, drop, and roll at the end. So, yeah. 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 I did see that. Very shameful, James. Yeah. <laughs> No, it Very looked good. It looked good. Honestly, yeah. uh, uh, I do not feel ashamed. So, yeah. cheers, yeah. cheers to everybody, and cheers to everybody. Yeah. It's uh, listening along. Hopefully, you're not driving, um, guys. Let's let's slide in. Uh, we, we got uh, uh, Kevin coming up here in a few minutes. I think we got a few bills that we need to pay. Uh, let's slide right into our commercial break, and then we're going to bring Kevin in. Before that, let's do some. Hot off the grill barbecue news. Oh, I like how you do that. I, I like how you just change the order. Like, right, yeah. They, we, we discuss the order. Stick with me, kid. I'm just we actually have something that tells go. us what's going on, <laughs> Look, but James Look. still can't get it right. It's weird. Oh, yeah, and he also wrote it. Yeah, he also <laughs> wrote this. So. 
Okay. Sorry, I'm James. excited to get to it's this. It's like an anyway. oxymoron. Hey, hey, we're all excited about this thing. Uh, real quick, uh, just a couple things. Um, talking to Kel, I always reach out to Kel to yeah. ask him, like, hey, what's the news? Because I guess I don't know what the news is. Uh, and he says news. this. He says uh, there's a, a huge trend with the pizza ovens, and apparently a lot of places are already selling out of these pizza ovens for the, uh, for the summer. So if you want a pizza oven, go get one. Or... Just go get a pizza stone or uh, or one of those kind of things and just put it on the barbecue pit you already have. A, a Weber can be a great mm-hmm. pizza That's cooker. Right. That's so right. You don't get, have get to the go Weber buy a special pizza oven. I've I've seen yeah, yeah. I've seen people go and buy the uh, the concrete blocks right and then put them in their their Weber uh, grills mm-hmm. and heat these concrete uh, just. What do you call it? Like stones up? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a stone, right? And yeah. it, they they've already sanded down a little bit. They've already done what they need to do. It's not it's still porous, but man, they're making great pizzas yeah. off of them. Hundred percent, yeah. Uh, and pro tip: heat it up with your grill. Uh, don't wait till your grill's ripping hot and throw it on there. Nah, that's how it breaks. That's not gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, but you know why though? Because I don't know, it gets hot too fast, and so everything, everything holds and the blah, 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 moisture. And, yeah, everything it's holds the moisture, moisture, and that's why it holds. So if you John, do, you already knew that. If you right, do it yeah. in and the very beginning, if you do it at the beginning. Then yeah, why are you repeating what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. Okay, so it's the moisture, right? So do it in the very beginning. Uh, you're welcome. Yes, Pro let's go. Uh, I didn't know why, but I did know you're supposed to heat it yeah, up with your. That's why. Yes. Okay. Uh, the only other thing is the sauces of honor competition is still going on. You got a couple weeks left to get your sauce entry in for that. Do you think we should enter? Yeah, hundred percent. We have a sauce. I think everyone should enter. Uh, we have a sauce though. Uh, correct. Uh, yes. If you look at the Austin Rodeo, we came in what ninth place out of like four thousand teams. So I mean, we it probably it doesn't went. matter. It doesn't no. matter how many teams. No, I'm just saying like it does matter. But, but there was a lot of teams. <laughs> there was a lot of teams. You're right, and we did really well. So yeah. we should enter. We should enter. Everyone should enter. If you're hearing this. You should dinner. And our, sh- our that was like a shit show of us putting this all together. <laughs> so that was round the two. We got ninth. That was, was, uh, that was the second good. batch. Can you <laughs> imagine what the first one would have done? Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Bro. If you guys don't know what you're talking about, what we're talking about, go back and listen to that episode. It was the, uh, listen to the Austin, Austin Rodeo recap. So yeah. uh, fun episode, fun competition. Uh, and that's pretty much all I got for the hot off the grill barbecue news. I love how barbecue pizzas. And. <laughs> Let's pay some bills for sure. Yes. Brought to you in part by Oklahoma Joe's new Rider Deluxe Pellet Grills. Since the company's humble beginnings in 1987, Oklahoma Joe has helped those who appreciate the process and the craft of smoking. What began with Joe Davidson, a member of the Barbecue Hall of Fame, and a dozen hand-built smokers at the Oklahoma State Fair over 30 years ago, has since forged an Oklahoma Joe's brand that builds some of the most sought-after smokers. Oklahoma Joe has a proud history of creating uncompromising smokers and grills with carefully crafted design, and the newest generation of the popular Rider Series pellet grills carries on this tradition. The new features in the Oklahoma Joe's Rider Deluxe pellet grills include a pit control 2.0 system that delivers the category's first dual sensor temperature control, fire-focused dual sensor feedback optimizes temperature control based on selected cooking styles, low and slow smoking, or high heat grilling. A power feed system that boasts the high torque auger motor that powers through pellets for incredible power and performance. The new Rider Deluxe series builds on several popular features, including smoke and sear modes, which features an impressive temperature range that runs from 200 degrees Fahrenheit to a searing hot 650 degrees Fahrenheit, 
and a 20-pound quick-draw hopper that allows unused pellets to be drained in seconds for simple storage, removal, and swapping of pellet flavors. Guys, if you want to find out more information about the new Rider Deluxe Series pellet grills from Oklahoma Joe, check out the Oklahoma Joe's website, and the link is in our description in the bio, and that's oklahomajoe.com. Hey, I'm Hansel Zarin from the BFYTW Podcast, here with my buddy Stevie. Hey, what's up? And Augie. Hey. And we're here to, first of all, uh, categorically deny the rumors going around that all we've been doing lately is copying other podcasts. Uh, This is categorically untrue, and we deny it completely. Having said that, please enjoy the rest of the Grab Him in the Brisket podcast. Uh, And when you're done, feel free to check out our new project, Pull Him in the Pork Chop, a barbecue podcast with beer reviews, uh, barbecue recipes, swag, and so much more. Pretty sure it's never been done before. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to the, the BFYTW. The Pull Him in the Pork Chop? Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Their promos crack me Dude, up. Dude, I love that. <laughs> hey, just check out the Pull Him in the Pork Chop. Do we, uh, do we need to send them a season Versus the Grab in <laughs> yeah. the Brisket? Hey, no, these bro, guys are great. You just, like, listen. That's an, our new shirt. We're going to send that out. <laughs> pull them in the pork yeah, chop. Yeah, pull them in the pork chop. <laughs> so good. If you haven't listened to their podcast, though, uh, it's BFYT. Because fuck you, that's why. That's what it stands for. Yeah. Uh, they're funny as shit. I'm pretty sure they're either stoned or drunk the entire time, but they're funny as hell. You need to you need to check out their podcast. Well, who's not? Right. They're like yeah, of course. us. Well, so, we're, we're definitely Maybe we should collab with them. We probably just, should. Just pull them in the Look. pork shop. And theirs is like a it's like a game show. Each episode is a different game show. They do different games on there. It's just funny. It's a yeah. funny show. That's badass. Well, without that further ado, I think it's time for the Grab and the Brisket. Beer Review. Hey, we have the Forbidden Fire Whiskey Barrel Aged Imperial Cinnamon L, seventeen point one percent alcohol by 17? volume. Is this real? Yeah, this is a real deal. This is, is the this one that real? Alex reached out and said, "Hey, we need to try this." I was like, "Bro, I already bought it." The I vicious it. cinnamon whiskey. Uh, all right, all right I mean, let's, let's look at the artwork here. All right, let's just where, where yeah, are we it, So here? it comes in a, a tall box that fits two 12 ounce cans. It's just two beers. That's all you need. I, know, I thought it was going to be like a tall boy or a bottle or something. It's two 12 ounces. I already have an expectation. No, I know it's two 12. Just um, smelling it. On the back, right? So, by the, like. so I'll do the artwork real quick. Um, dude, this is. I'm actually watching a show on, like, I don't know, like. Netflix or something. It looks like people like this right here. Uh, it it looks money. It looks very futuristic. Artwork is phenomenal. This is this is like a beer you take to the uh, the Renaissance Festival. Right? <laughs> this looks very Renaissancey uh, in the very front, right? Marnus uh, always has really good uh, artwork. Artworks. Their yeah. artwork's amazing. I cannot get over the seventeen point one. Yeah, this is from <laughs> the, their their barrel aged line. Which when we went out there, we they showed us their room. with yeah. nothing but. Whatever this all the, is. Yeah, all the barrels. Seventeen point one. Yeah. On the back here it says Don't ruin uh, that box. I want to keep it. It says about the beer. It says oh, whiskey. <laughs> what you're holding in your hands is the highest ABV beer we've ever created. It was born out of love for cinnamon whiskey that quickly turned into a unstoppable desire to consume all. This this is amazing, right? From the desire was born a mission to create our own spin on the extraordinary fiery brew. Uh, 
Our version, Forbidden Fire, has a base beer that we use to call Fire Cello. Uh, I we took that base and aged it in whiskey barrels for 3.5 months. Mm. And now you're having this. These guys are the mad Ooh. scientists. That smell. Well, give it a taste. Give what it a smell. What do you smell? I smell. Uh, I, I want to go first on this. It, I smell hot tamales is what oh, I smell. Dude, no. I smell hot tamales. Different. No, it's I smell something different. It's hot that cinnamon. It smells like hot tamales. Like talking about apple the candy. pies. Yes, no, hot tamales. Oh, candy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Right, so I'm definitely getting it up. A cinnamon apple pie right now, mm. uh, but but Alex, we're letting you go first. Oh. <clears throat> this tastes like Red Hots, <laughs> which are which are kind of like the hot tamales, like you're saying. Yeah. In moonshine. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah, getting that that yeah. flavor a little bit. I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think it's just because of how alcoholic it is. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. God, <clears throat> it's tasty. Dude. This is so much smoother than I thought it was going to be. Uh, this is the the smoothest. <laughs> Like uh, barrel aged beer I've ever had, and it's seventeen percent. Yeah, which is crazy. Hold on, hold on. I, I just can't get over this. Hold on. Trouble. Um, take a picture of this because <laughs> nobody's gonna fucking believe me when I tell them about this. Um, this this is an apple. This is an apple something right now. Is um, there apple in there? I get it, red hot. It smells hot like tamales. It has that that same cinnamon spice it. you would have on like spiced apple. I'm not getting apple. I'm getting some of those pairing you don't taste flavors it. you're talking about, yeah. but. It, yeah, I know what you're saying. You don't taste it, it you just smell it, right? It burns your lips a little bit. Mm. But not in a bad way. No, I mean it's it is <clears throat> way tastier than I thought it was be. It's way smoother than I thought it was gonna be. Oh my god. Right? It's I know we're all just sitting here just like basking in this. This may be the greatest beer ever created. <laughs> Well, first of all, if if you haven't listened to the podcast before, Jan usually gives it a rating that's no lower than its its alcohol percentage. Yeah. So if it has a 17%. (laughs) Right. What what I'm saying to you is what they've done. Like, if you look at everything they've done to this, this is Martin House. This is a a brewery that puts out 100 plus different beers a year. Okay. But... This is a campfire drink. This is a drink you drink. This is a drink you give for kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> let them, okay. So you're doing good just because there's a little no, sweetness. No, you're doing it. great, no, but yeah. you this just is a lost drink. Everyone. You let them like, let your kids have a little sip of this little. No, bad that was boy. last week's beer. That it, was like two percent alcohol. Right. It's a drink. It's a drink picture. It's a drink where your kids can are like teething I, and you rub it on the Can I? I have little nummies up here. Can we just talk about this for a second? This is a drink you give your kids a drink of, right? Like here's a sip by the campfire. We're camping. It's a it's it's a hot July night. This is a drink you come out with. It's ice cold. It's refreshing, dude. Daddy, I can't. I can my feel. Face. I can <laughs> feel the back of my like brain just starting to bubble a little bit. This is phenomenal. This is awesome. It's good. Why it's would good. you not want to drink this drink? They only put it's this good. out like one time a year, or what, what, what's going on? I don't know here? if they've done this before or this not. It's called a campfire. We're gonna this have is... to write them a strongly worded letter to say <laughs> include this more often. How long is this aged for? Like, can you only get this every? It's set on there. Three and a half months yeah, in the whiskey barrel. Oh, okay. This so. is family time. And everybody in the family is getting snockered in like two <laughs> sips. You know what I mean? This is phenomenal. Jen, yeah. have one more sip and then let us know what your rating yeah. is. This Let's is a score. This is like a, I want to hear what you want to know. It's what like your a score Christmas is. beer. Like you're sitting by the, uh, the, the, the okay. fireplace. It does have a lot the of Christmas, Christmas tree. This, mm-hmm. this is a nine nine. 
Nine-nine beer. Let me tell you what. If, if, if you're not trying to like put this in perspective, you're never going to have another beer like this. This is the only one they're putting out. Like, and you think of how smooth it is? Like, maybe you're not a cinnamon person. I get that. But if you are a cinnamon person, like, if you're thinking like, this is not, didn't taste out to me. I could drink 10 of these. Yeah, I mean, if you're slamming Fireball and yeah. uh, Jack, was it Fire Jack or whatever the uh, Jack Daniels yeah. version of this here, if you're slamming that all day, if that's if boom. that's what you're wanting, even if you just occasionally like that, right? You don't need to be slamming it all this, day. Like right if you here. just occasionally like to have right. those, you can still. This is a nine nine. <laughs> you could just pour shots of this. Yeah, I'm no kidding, right? <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Well, I'm not the biggest fan of like Red Hot's candy and all that kind of stuff, but with that being said. I'm gonna give this a nine point seven, dude. It's up top, really good. Like, I mean, if, how do you beat this? If it's seventeen percent, if you if you're having a barrel aged cinnamon beer like this, what could they do different that you make you give it a higher score? If I you mean, and your kids aren't enjoying this dude. on a hot <laughs> July night, bring up the kids? there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop. Get your life together. Figure out like what's going on. It's almost like a but spiked this is up. Phenomenal. Uh, what is it? Wassel? Yeah. Wassel. Yes. Vassal. Yeah. Vassal. Yeah. It's what almost the like a, is a spiked, spiked up version of that. Yeah. Waffle? It's a, it's a German kind of uh, drink. Yeah. Uh, have you, or like, have you ever had uh, like Glühwein? It's like that red warm wine, yeah. but it has that kind of spice in it. This is that kind of spice that's inside of you it. The cinnamon spice. Apple cider. Yeah. Hey, you hear I, that? I get the apple cider. Hey. I don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about. You hear shit, that? My, my, are, my, my, they, my they ears are starting to click a little bit. Okay. This stuff is... Alex, you're up. You're Do not clicking? let them sway your score. No, I'm not. It's you I, I am not as high. You as have your are. own score. I do. It's an eight six. Dude, eight it's six a is a score. great it's score. Good. It's, it's a it's great really, score. And I love Fireball. Holy smoly! But this is this is good. Yeah. I mean, do you like this more than Fireball? I do. And you only give it eight six. You because you love your Fireball. I do I love Fireball. Like, I feel like it, you should have went last on this one. Then just reflect on what you just said, James. Can we get your so score everybody real quick? can like hey, influence no, me? I'm yeah, I think we should beat up on Alex a little bit. I'm just, I'm, just I'm just kidding. When I take a sip, I have a score, and yeah. that's where I stick. Hey. I feel like we still need to write this shit down. I respect <laughs> it, brother. We do. John writes it down. We say it every fucking week. Write I write it, it down, down in my head before you guys start giving numbers to this <laughs> And then I have to start like not listening to everybody else's score. I'm like, oh shit, am I wrong? Hey, did your whole like chest just get really warm and yes. feel like you just Yes. Just like, hey, it's okay, it's thirty two out. <laughs> I feel warm. Right. All right, James, what you got? Ooh, man. Uh, you want John to go? No, no, I'll jump right in there. James is gonna knock it. I'm not gonna knock it. I am like I'm going <laughs> the liar, opposite. Liar. I'm going the opposite direction. Uh, I actually like this. This is very just uh, for me. Like I mentioned uh, earlier, like the Vassal, the the the, the cinnamon um, cider. You know, the, with the it, it like you said, it does have an apple. Yeah, mm-hmm. almost smell like to a, it, right apple pie smell. I, I don't know what it is, but I am gonna go a solid. James, mm, I'd like to go a solid number on this. I really would. James, you gotta go higher though. But James. I'm gonna go nine point nine. Let's go, Ooh, James. Man, damn. What the oh, hell is wrong with you guys? Let's go, dude. <laughs> right, I'm not gonna hell. Hell yes, hell. I, I wish like they John had this at HEB. This I would get another Fuck, one. I dude. feel bad now, <laughs> bro. Well, what's wrong bro. with you, John? Dude, you know what? No. Just take another smell and take another sip. Don't no change your score. John's a six. I'm not going to change my score. John's a six three just, on this. 
No. Just taste it and go. No, I have a score that was in my head before you started. I've tasted it. Here's my deal. As he takes another sip. Mm. It's good. It's delicious. Yeah. Delicious. If you don't he want the said rest, delicious. No, I'm going to finish this shit. Yeah. I'm just saying like. Remember back in the day was a 90 second beer review that we, we couldn't split. talk about that anymore? The five of us split two cans. Yeah. I don't think I could finish a can of this. So you're docking shit. it? I'm, no, I'm not docking it. I'm just okay. saying. What are you saying, John? It's a bit. Oh, my God. Here we go. It's but too much. It's just, yeah, it just is what it is. This is almost alcohol. It is alcohol. This is almost bro. just drinking booze at this point. I feel like right now. Why we're is really, that a bad? I feel I'm like saying, where's the where's the downside? Hey, we're <laughs> splitting we're splitting hairs right <laughs> yeah. now, and you're like you're 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 on one side of the fence, and we're on the other side. John would rather have a Bud Light, but yet we're talking about the same damn thing. I'm yeah. just saying. Okay, hey, all right. I'm just not feeling tw- it the way you guys are. Yeah. That's yeah. all I can say. What's you're your having one twelvey, and <laughs> yeah, what's your call it a night? You know what I mean? Just like boom. Right. Would you like to go to a party, just I'm drink saying. this one beer, can, can and you're you good. Imagine, can you imagine going somewhere and going, I, hey guys, hey, would you bring? I got my beer here. I got my box. That's of beer. all I want. That's true. You could have you could have that little box of beer and probably be good. Hey, so what's your score? Having settled that, I'm an eight point All right, okay. That's a rookie. Okay. That's a, I'm sorry. Hey, that's the, that's what score. popped in my head. Hey. It's a round. It's not a seven point nine. No, it's not. And it's it, not an eight point one. Oh, it's way more. No, it's uh, an eight point nine. The fact you this is a this is a great beer. The fact it's definitely going to be in the top ten. The fact that you ate ate it, or I'm sorry, you ate you, you, just ate yeah, it. You ate it. it. Yeah, you ate it. Ate it. Ate it. Sucks. Jane, can yeah. you apologize to Martin House for us? Because I, I is, feel like I feel like I feel like this beer deserves more than what you just gave mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And listen, I, I know it's your palate. Maybe it's not refined enough, or maybe it's just <laughs> uh, I don't know, like a, like a little baby palate, but. Uh, this is a phenomenal beer, and then one day when you grow up, <laughs> you're gonna we're gonna figure this out. Uh, I want you to hold this box for a I'm while. I'm gonna shove it up your ass in a second. I want you, I want you to hold You'll this be box walking for a around while. With the box hanging out of your asshole. I want you to remember. Hmm? Want you Does remember, that sound good? I want you to remember what Would you, you like thought that? about that, and and this this drink and this box, how you just shamed on it like the way you did. Um, good luck for you, man. It's not good, man. Bro, hey, you're not, you know what? Eight point is a fantastic score, and that's what it is. Eight point is a good it score. Is. I think that concludes the grabbing the brisket. Beer review. All right, I think we gotta get to this interview before we drink any more seventeen percent alcohol beer. Yeah. Right. Hey, honestly, <laughs> hey John, I may went a little too hard in the paint on that one. It is seventeen percent. I my ears are warm. I think you're already drunk. It's fine. <laughs> my ears no. are warm. That's fine. Hey, pull it together. We gotta have an interview coming up with Kevin Bloodsoe. That's right. With Bloodsoe's barbecue. You know the guy. Let's get him on. Hey guys, this is James Graham of the Brisket Podcast. We thank you and we welcome you in. Uh, we got a special guest today here. We have Chef Pitmaster Kevin Bloodsoe with Bloodsoe Barbecue. Hey Kevin, hey, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to, uh, quite honestly, just shoot a little shit and talk a little barbecue and uh, have a beer or two. Uh, I'm glad to be here, man. I wasn't doing shit today, but smoking about 200-some briskets out here in Texas in the rain. Other than that, I'm just chilling. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Hey, that weather has been crazy. I'm not gonna lie to you; it's been all over the board. No, no man. We and then it was freezing rain. It was supposed to, it was supposed to be seventies and raining, but all of a sudden now we got freezing rain. But it's, yep. it's all good. we got it done. It's, it's cocktail live. Well, that's Still. what they say. Like if if you don't like the weather in Texas, just wait a minute, right? I mean, because it's it's going to change. You know what I mean? It's in a, in a hot and I'm from Cali, but this Texas shit is just crazy. <laughs> Something you know? else, isn't it? So today, 
we did how many briskets we do today, John? Uh, we did ten. Ten briskets today okay. uh, that we threw out uh, for one of our customers. Um, hey, they were a repeat offender. I mean, they keep coming back every two to three weeks, ordering ten briskets at a time. It's a little donut shop that we, we uh, that, that we do it for. Actually, we not. I say we. John is actually well, we the, do it. John is actually the guy behind the scenes because. Uh, well, he don't have a real job. I mean, he just he sits <laughs> that, at home. That is a real job. No, he sits at home. Is, no, it's a real, it's a full time job. I mean, I mean, it's it's an eight hour. You put more time into barbecue than you've ever thought about putting in any other thing, right? That's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And I've been uh, up this morning at six o'clock in that cold weather, which I'm, you know, I'm semi retired. I'm just doing. I'm in the restaurant sometime. I don't even have a restaurant in, in Texas, but I have some good friends down here. I live on the lake out here in Corsica County. They have a beautiful restaurant out here on the lake, and they're building a little pop place for me to do pop-ups. How lucky am I for that? And I got a big old JR and old Hickory there, and uh, they got a big catering thing tomorrow, which just got moved inside because of the weather. So I said, man, I feel like I'm working again today. I don't, I don't do this no more. Right, <laughs> hey, two hundred briskets. That's work, hey, all right. Just before. when you thought you were going to retire, God said, "Uh, not today." You man, go, I, I'm out here to, to act like I play golf. I don't, but it's, act like. Let's go. Hey, yeah. the Masters is on this week. So, are you watching the Masters at all? You play golf at all or no? I don't. I rather, I rather watch paint dry. <laughs> oh man. Well, I was gonna yeah. say. I am, I am a huge Dallas Cowboy fan, so by the time football yes. season, I'm so stressed out and uptight and pissed off, I don't really want to see nothing else. Everybody I, at this table but John is a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so, y'all, 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 yeah, y'all who, who John like? I see him mm. shake his head. Too. He's, yeah. he's John, a Niners. 49ers. He's from California. I'm originally from California, so... So am I, but I assimilated. You're, yeah. you're from so Alaska. <laughs> Alaska doesn't really, have a football team. <laughs> I'm I'm born and raised in Compton, but I've always been a Cowboy fan. Hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah! I respect that. Hey, you know what? But I'm a you're good. But I'm people. a pissed Cowboy fan. <laughs> yeah. No, I am too. Hey, but why 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 are you so mad right now with the Cowboys? Huh? Are you mad with the Cowboys? Yeah, of course. We I mean we haven't done nothing. I mean I'm I'm sure I'm much older. I'm 58. I'm much older than you guys. So I, I was able to see the glory years. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. And, and even and even when we went down, I always seen us coming back up. But uh. You know, 27 years and haven't even been to a conference championship. I know. I mean, right. in 27 years, you haven't even made a legitimate run at the Super Bowl. That's why I frowned on the 49. I know, you know, I'm from LA. I know a gang of 49er fans, but you got to respect them more. They ain't won shit either, either. But at least they've been to the Super Bowls. That's right. You know, at least they made some serious runs, and they done knocked us out the playoffs the last two years. So I'm pissed at them too. Yeah, yeah I do love that. That's my favorite part. Uh, yeah. it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just can somebody mute him real quick? <laughs> Uh, I run the board. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey, chef. Um, so I, 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 I've seen, I, and I've, I've, I've read some on you, and I've seen how, you, how you've kind of done this. Uh, but I, I kind of look at all the things you've done, like really and truthfully, like this is a family barbecue for you, right? Right. It, it, it's really how you got started this whole thing. It's not. I mean, I, obviously, I mean, it's a passion for you, whatever else. But it's, it's almost a, after reading everything about you and looking at everything you've done and whatever else, it really looks like you, you have a really family roots that when it comes to your barbecue. I mean, my grand, I learned, so, you know, like I said, I'm born and raised in Canada, but I came to Corsicana uh, every summer to learn, you know, to, to hang out with my granny so I wouldn't get in trouble in Compton. So uh, my granny, you know, had a little juke joint and did barbecue and, and, you know, she taught me to craft, not knowing that she was teaching me something I was going to use 
forever. You know, I yep. mean, back then I, you know, thought I was going to be a pro football player and, and, you know, and was going to college when I realized that, and I was going to be a, a, a teacher. My major was secondary education until I realized I hate kids and I couldn't do that. <laughs> uh, what's the next thing you do? You go in law enforcement. So I worked for the Department of Correction for years and I hated the job and ended up getting terminated and uh, which was a blessing in disguise because I fell back on what I knew how to do. And that was because uh, I, I, the whole time when I was fighting a wrongful termination and all that, I couldn't work because they had offered me my job back. And I was saying, oh, I'm too stressed out to work. You know, well, you can't work no place else. So for eight years, I had to hustle. And my granny always say, legal hustle. Legal, not command. I'm too pretty to go to the penitentiary. That's right. So uh, <laughs> uh, the legal hustle, which I fell back on what I what I knew how to do. And that was DJ and barbecue. And, uh, and, and that's what started it. You know, necessity started it. And, uh, you know, people fell in love with it. So when everything settled years later, we opened up blood cells in, uh, in 08. And it's just been a whirlwind ever since then. That's badass. Mm. I, I love that. I, uh, I, I got a, um, I guess a, a snippet of your, your cookbook and uh, read some of the, 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 I guess the pre-enter, the story, the background on the, the, the two separate, uh, I guess, dynamics of the family. And you go yeah. bouncing back and forth from Compton to Corsicana and then learning some of the stuff that you did learn. Um, that honestly, I, it just quite fascinated me. And what I really yeah. gravitated towards and loved was just the realness of the whole thing. And this is a freaking cookbook. Like you're just putting your heart and soul and just who you are on paper in this cookbook. And it is very yeah. just real. Yeah. And you don't get that a lot from a whole lot of people. You know, they'll put out a cookbook. Oh, here's a couple of recipes or whatever. A lot of fluff. But a lot of fluff for yeah. sure. Uh, there was no fluff with uh, Mr. Bledsoe. Nice. Well, that's no, that's Noah, Noah Galoon and my partner, uh, James Starr. So I, I, I thought writing a cookbook was sitting in front of a, a typewriter with the, you know, with the pens all in your ear and all that kind of shit and typing and shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, paper all over the place. But, uh, you know, we would sit back and, you know, I would tell these stories. And like James said, I, I used to think you was bullshitting until you say, you know what, I'm going to call somebody and let them tell the story. And then we would do that. And it would be so funny because I never knew my life was nothing good enough to 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 have a book and never thought the book would be New York Times cookbook of the year and all these other accolades now that we're getting now. But I never thought it would be like that. But Noah and them made it so easy. We would do recipes all day out here in Texas or in, in L.A. But then at night, Noah would get some Hennessy and we'll sit back. And after a couple yeah. of years, a couple of cocktails he wants the true story and it was some and that's the whole thing anybody who knows me when they read that book they say it's like talking to kev and that's that's what we were trying to get home they was like talking to kev it ain't no filter if you all you guys barbecue guys when you sitting by the pit with your homies y'all it's no filter you're talking about all kind of shit you laughing you bagging you know you get through good times and bad times and it's all kind of stories in there and that's what we wanted to come out in that book and it, and it, we feel it came out well in that you know I tell you what, kind of kind of looking through this, and James kind of put a little synopsis. We've got a little uh, agenda here and whatever else. But after going through this, uh, it really reminded me a lot of James and I's childhood. And and so we grew up. uh, We grew up about forty five minutes west of Fort Worth. Is where we grew up at. Uh, And and my grandmother, uh, which Granny Ruth, right? God bless her soul. uh, She 
she ran a, a gas station and restaurant, and it was called the Strawn Center. And if okay. you, Strawn is a very small town, 600 people, right? But if you lived in Strawn, you knew where you were going to eat. Like, hey, you want to go have a hamburger? Or you only went to one place. You went to the Strawn Center, and you had a hamburger there. At five years old, we're standing on milk crates, and we're, we're in the back, and we're fixing burgers for people. You know what I mean? And we grew up in this environment. But without without that type of a push or without that type of, I guess, environment, we, we probably wouldn't have been into barbecue the way we are. Like That's kind of the launch for us. And, and I still look at that time that we did and the experiences that we had. And it was hard work, and it was hot. And, I mean, at five years old, I mean, like we're, we're handling butcher knives at five years old. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Shit that we shouldn't be doing or whatever else. But yet she had this little this little hole in the wall. Uh, and even now, when you go back to this town, people still talk to me, and they're like, best hamburger I ever had in my life, your grandmother. Yeah. Had. You know what I mean? At this, at this small little strong center that probably had – 12 little, you know, seats at, 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 at the bar, like old little, little fifties diner, kind of like a little bar stops or whatever it is. But I, I, I look at you and I go, man, like you're like, I'm living, we're, we're, we're living very, very similar ways. You know what I mean? It sounds, it sounds exactly like, like I, I would, uh, my granny, like I said, hers was a juke joint. I mean, it was all kind of stuff going on in there. But when you say sweating, like I used to, my uncle, I used to be in there working with my uncle when I was 12 years old. And he'd be cussing Granny out. Goddamn, got me in there sweating like a, 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 a brother at a, a KKK rally with a white woman. <laughs> I would take I would take all those jokes as a kid and say those jokes like Granny, yeah. you've you been around your uncle too long, you know. Yeah. So, um, but but all they were doing was teaching you your 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 you know me you, your your grandmother Ruth was teaching you that work ethic and what you needed to oh, yeah. do, you mm-hmm. know. And uh and that was one thing about coming to Texas. Like I said, we would stop by gas stations. Although my, uh, in fact, my auntie stayed in, uh, had a lake house in Bridgeport, Texas, not too far from uh, Fort Worth uh, in Wise County. And they yep. had a uh, this little store called uh, The One Stop. And that damn thing sold everything, you know, brisket, gas. So I'm in there. Uh, so I went to Dominguez High in Compton. So I'm in there one day messing with the lady. I said, you got a uh, tobacco? Yeah, we got tobacco. I need two pounds of brisket. Uh, we got that. I said, I need some links. You got that? I said, I need a Ebony magazine. We got that. I said, God damn it, I need a 1983 Dominguez High yearbook. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, we don't have it, but I can get it for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just give me a minute. Let me make a phone call real quick. <laughs> yeah, it was called the one stop. And uh, that's Texas right there. You get some of the best barbecue at gas stations and all that back in them days. You oh, know? Yeah. 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 I It's kind of the, the whole pit stop. The pit stop was that type of atmosphere, right? It was a gas station and a barbecue and and a burger and whatever else right that's that's kind of this whole thing's evolved now you got an heb which i'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna lie god bless hebs because i can't shop at a different grocery store it's it's weird I, oh my god i go back to la and i'll be like this is bush and i'm going back <laughs> to that's what I'm and we got a, one in Costa county is uh, not even as uh, elaborate as some of the other ones i heard but i still love uh, love it out here i mean we just go Shit, I just need a reason to go there. And I'm, I'm, I live out on the lake. I'm 20 miles out, but any reason to go to HEB, and I'm with the business. That's right. You know? <laughs> That's Walk right. Walk around there like a little kid at a, a, a toy shop. You yeah. know? Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. ooh. <laughs> I gotta get one of those. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I've got, I've got a quick, and I know this is a question or a statement. I'm, I'm kind of formulating this still in my head, but. Um, I mean, so obviously you, you've got the California roots, you've got the Texas roots. 
Uh, and, and I'm going to say that Texas is kind of winning a little bit just only because, I mean, I feel like barbecue comes from wherever, right? Anywhere in the nation you go, you got barbecue. But in Texas, yeah. it's just a little bit different, right? It's just a little bit different barbecue. You, you don't have to wow with a bunch of sauces, even though we do like sauce. It's, it's a thing. Like I like sauce, whatever else. But when you took that over to Compton, how well are that area, California, how well was that received? And was it like like I mean, a, a life changing for people? Like, oh my God, I've never had brisket that tasted it was like this. That but but what a lot of people, which I'm gonna always give, you know, LA and Compton is is rep because I you know, everybody talking about that regional stuff all the time. And yeah. I've got good barbecue everywhere. But but a lot of people don't understand back in my day, especially when I was a kid, it, it was so many African Americans migrating to LA. So, and my dad was a, was, a, was a LAPD. So he knew all the spots. So we had every region of barbecue on central Avenue between okay. uh, South central Watts and Compton, Tennessee, Memphis, Kansas city, Texas. It was this place called Gadberries. And I say it all the time. When I first opened up, I said, I want my barbecue to be as good as Gadberries. Cause that was the closest to, uh, to Texas barbecue. Okay. You know, but you had so many spots. But yeah, I would always say back before barbecue, I mean, of course, now it's, it's one of the most popular things, but back before barbecue even was the way it is now, the staple was Texas barbecue because of the guy who was catering for Lyndon B. Johnson back in the day doing Texas barbecue way back in the 50s and the 60s. And, you know, you had a, a presidential picnic on, on live TV and yep. doing barbecue in Texas. Yep. So I think. That's what put Texas up. It is some incredible barbecue in Texas, and it's some horrible barbecue in Texas. Like I tell people all the time, you can go to L.A. and they think every Mexican food place is good, and it's not. And the same with Texas. A lot of people come to Texas thinking every place they go to in Texas is going to be good, and it's not. But the bulk of, of, of great barbecue places in the United States if you had to do a per capita, I would be surprised if any other state would beat Texas on that. I got to give it 100 on that. But, yeah. you know, it's a it's a it's a new day. A lot of new places coming along. And it's a, even in, in the Texas Monthly, if you remember years ago, that was untouched. It was the same people. Yep. But if, if you look at the top 50 the last time, I, I would I would venture to say almost 70 percent was new barbecue people. Yep. Yep, and you know, new. What would you say about that? Like a lot of the OGs being replaced by a lot of the newer places coming in. Yeah, you know, and I and I know Daniel and Daniel. And I know Daniel on that list. No matter what, he gonna keep it one hundred. Him and his crew, and that's what I say too. So what is what does that say about the newer, which is kind of a different style with a lot of new places? And then what does that say about some of the old? And it's still some older places that are still in there. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But what does that say about the future of Texas barbecue with that? Is it going in the right? I'm not trying to interview y'all. No, no, no. That's a great question because I I actually think about this a lot. And I think Texas barbecue is evolving. 100%. and, And I think the competition barbecue is so big. In Texas, and it's so big in all, all the all the southern states for sure, and it's catching on. I, I, it's it's big all over the United States, but I think our weather permits us to cook more down here yeah. than it does up north, and that's why it's just a different different factor, right? Uh, but yeah. but yeah, I think it's evolving. I think that we have 
we we have a, a different style coming in. We we have a lot more sauces. More sauces yeah. are coming into barbecue than it ever has before when it comes to Texas barbecue. And and I think it's just because like it's more of a well a Carolinian style barbecue, but you had this mashup and it's so popular. But honestly, I blame like Aaron Franklin for this because he I think being that, that original pitmaster show that they did, I think barbecue really blew up. Competition barbecue really blew up. And then you've got all these other people competing and like, yeah, I get you do this, but I've got this sauce that makes these ribs, you know, a, 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 mm-hmm. a spicy apple habanero, yeah. you know, rib. You know what I mean? Like these flavor profiles that are coming out now, like back in the day, it was like, I mean, salt and pepper. But we're, and pepper. We're, we're, we'll let the meat speak for itself, right? But now you've got Wagyu. Right, yeah, yeah, or, 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 or how, I don't know how you say that, whatever it is. That sounded pretty uh, good. You know, uh, you, you've, you've got you got the straight Kobe, which is crazy. People are actually going and buying this A5 Kobe beef freaking brisket. So yeah. they're like, what the yeah. fuck yeah. is going on here? Uh, but so I don't, I don't, it's not just the meat can speak for itself. It's like you got to have the balanced rub. you got to have the balanced sauce. And I think it's so mainstream now. I mean – that, that's it where is, I yeah. see barbecue now, yeah. I, and it's I like yeah. it. I, I I love I love the way it's it's moving. Right? I mean, I nothing wrong with that. But I am a traditionalist. Uh, if you're cooking on a Traeger or if you're cooking on a pellet grill, nothing wrong with that, right? But you're not going to tell me you're the you're the baddest pit master out there in the world when you, when when you're turning a dial and pushing a button saying, "Hey, I maintain this Traeger grill at 250 degrees for 12 hours." I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna yeah. laugh at you at that point. You know what I mean? Cooking up cooking on a goddamn pinball machine yeah that's like today it's pouring down raining and i'm training some guys today on the briskets but it's pouring down and i was cooking on the jr and you know in the middle of a rain you still got to regulate yeah. yeah that heat and you know the radiant you don't get no radiant heat if you're cooking in the middle of a damn snowstorm i mean a rainstorm so i'm trying to show them how authentic it's supposed to be like yep. you're gonna have days like this you because they like i said they got this big Wedding they have to do tomorrow, so we we got to get the brisket done, you know. Yep. And I'm trying to show them if I'm out here with y'all, then y'all need to be doing this, you know. And uh, I don't have no problem with Traegers. I don't cook on them, but that ain't my thing. But if I come to your house and you got a Traeger and it's good, I'm gonna tell you it's good. And if it's bullshit, I'm gonna tell you it's bullshit. But I'm like you, I'm old school. I, I just gotta have some the wood and some charcoal and a loaded 38 and a Four shots of Hennessy and I'm good. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm fucking talking about right now. And that I think that is true barbecue. That's how barbecue is meant to be. That's, that's how I grew up. My, my mother was a pit master barbecue. She 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 cooked in competitions. Like she's actually the one that got us to probably cook in our first competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but yeah. that's but that's how it is. Like and, and and she knows. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not saying that and and dude. Competition barbecue has changed as well, right? Yeah. Have you seen the way they're cooking these briskets? These briskets, they look like small little footballs. You know, they're yeah, they done cut out, they done cut out, cut out the fat off of it. Everything, yeah. everything's cut out. This thing is probably like <laughs> ten inches long by by six inches wide, right? And there's things going to suck up, and all they need is six slices. I'm like, man, what a waste. Yeah, they'll they'll cook it in three hours. It, it's, it's a yeah, three hour yeah, brisket. Doing that hot and fat, which I've yeah. had some incredible hot yeah. and fat, but like I tell people. When you barbecuing, do what you do. Do what you do. Yeah. You know, like everybody yeah. get caught up, especially a lot of youngsters get caught up with everybody. Find your way and do what you do. Yeah. I'm not really into the competition thing, but every one I was in back in the day, I kicked ass in it. Fuck you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So but that's not me. I don't I don't even trim brisket. 
I'm all retail. And I put my brisket next to anybody's fucking sit up here and trim this damn brisket for 20 pounds off of it. And I throw mine on there just like it is. And 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 we'll we'll mess with somebody with a H E B packer and still uh whoop their ass. Yeah. No, I love <laughs> if, it. If they, I love it. If they if they want that smoke. And I'm not <laughs> and, and I'm not even saying that to, to diss nobody, but, but a lot of people I totally understand competition is different. I totally understand because most of the judges are competition judges, but then a lot of guys come from competition and want to go into retail barbecue. It's not going to happen. You can't no. trim 10 pounds off a 11-pound hey. brisket, hey. you know? Yeah. Hey, you ain't making no money. <laughs> you you, you had a business. No yeah, so you had a business for you started. You got to learn the way. And you know, now you recruit Texas. You know damn well back in the day, uh, our aunties and uncles and daddies wasn't trimming no brisket. No. Nah. You know? Nah. So I need all that fat on that shit. I love that. No, I I totally agree. Um, so if, if you get if you get a second, um, and obviously I, I we we kind of know like you know, this is a family thing. This is whatever else. But you, you open your first restaurant. Um, are are you immediately uh, successful or or is it a grind? Uh, it was a grind. Uh, me and my uh, uncle came down from Texas, and my cousin Cookie and shit. We was working one hundred fifty hour work weeks, and that was just part time shit. So. Yeah, it was a, it was a grind, but you know we were so blessed with the timing, man. It, this was uh, 08, and I even I even bullshitted that once I felt we was good. Uh, I went on Chowhound and said, "Hey, y'all ever try this place called Bloodsoles in Compton?" My guy Tony Chow, who I love to this day, said, "Oh my God, please don't say nothing about Bloodsoles. That's my hidden gem." And it seemed like that's what started the ball rolling, you know. But it that's took right. me a minute to think I was re ready. Even go on social, and that was the beginning of social media. But yeah, I, I know I, you know, I got some good barbecue, but it's a gang of other people that got good barbecue that didn't make it. So I, I, I respect my blessings and I respect my timing because it was right when Foodie and Food TV, oh wait, it was just yeah, getting blew big. up. He was just getting big. Yelp and yep and all that. So I came right in right then and. Just lucky, just just good time because like like you know I mean I love to brag and clown, but on the real talk, it, it was luck because like I said, it's plenty of people way before us got just as good barbecue or better barbecue that didn't make it, yeah. you know. And I always got to give them their respect. So mine was good time. Mine, you know, I worked hard. I deserve everything I got, but the timing was right. And then having youngsters around me, which I was younger then, but understanding social media and where it was going and food TV, and then. You know that that just helped me, and, and I did. The struggle wasn't that long. Like I said, it wasn't. And then you know the people I worked with too. I always tell people you only got. I worked at places when I was hustling, like worked at barbecue restaurants that was serving ribs three days later. So I was learning all the negatives of yep. what not to do. You know, and I'm a, 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 a I live off of. You only got one time to make a first impression, and and like I said, I came in on a shoestring. I didn't have no loan or nothing, yep. you know, but I, I was lucky. My, uh, my, uh, one of my little brothers, my father raised was Mac 10, the rapper. And oh, so oh, I grew up with Dre and them. So I was catering a lot of death row picnics back in those days, just Compton love on a lot of things. Uh, Monty got me hooked up on a lot of stuff. This was before I even opened up blood. So, and then when I opened up blood, so, a lot of those gigs came through. So, you know, like I said, I, it, 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 that's why I would help anybody because so many people helped me, man. You know, and I always 
One of my sayings is I don't give to be blessed. I'm blessed, so I give. So many people gave to me to get me to where I am today. That's, you know, and I, I, I never, I talk, I like the clown, I like to talk shit, but seriously, it wasn't all me. It was a gang of people that got us to where we are now. Yeah. No, that's, awesome yeah no i i hope everybody listening takes that message to heart um kev i heard a story uh early on in your i guess career probably before you you started the restaurant you did catering and you had taken a gig and this is it's kind of a two-fold type question because it's something that i was going to ask you about because i know there are a lot of people that listen to our podcast that are uh, uh, aspiring pitmasters that want to open up their own restaurant. They want to open up their own pop-up and, and, and do something that they love to do in, in, in the art of barbecue. But I did hear a story of one, one of the early gigs that you took in catering uh, to where it kind of started setting a few little principal goals for yourself. Can you, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you elaborate on that? Which, which one? Which one? It was which a post office. It was a post office gig where it was like, uh, I think it was probably like a 150 people that you, um, and I fucked it up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I know that's my mom. So that was my, my mom worked for the post office and that's right. And, uh, uh, and she still can be to this day about that. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so I, and all that, I, I was, I was in my apartment, I only had this one barrel grill and I cooked, I had sent some food down there before and, uh, uh, for about six people and they loved it. So moms was like, well, they want you to do some dinners, you know? And, uh, and like I said, I said, mommy, it's kind of your fault too. So when they found out I was doing the dinners, it started off with like 20 people and this and that. And I kept saying, I can do it. I can do it. And I was broke. So I needed the money. So I could forget the amount, but the shit got up huge. Yeah. And I and I totally, I totally, you know, uh, uh, outkicked my coverage. Oh yeah. You know, and I I was late with the thing, and, and this was you right. It was way before blood cells. I was late with it. I was uh, I, I totally dropped the ball. I totally fucked it up. You know, but I learned from it, and and that's what I'm saying. Even your mistakes, you have to take them. If you if if you learn from a mistake, you never lose. Yeah. And another saying, my granny used to always say, how, how, you know, how can a loser ever win? That's you it. know, and that's one of the coldest sayings of all time. And I would say, well, if you win, she said, then you ain't a loser. And what she was trying to say is you have to take that knowledge of what you bet and, yep. and, and say, like, next time I'll be ready for it. And so at the time, I didn't have a pitch to do the job. I did. So I was looking at the money. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody that. All money is not good money. Even though you need it, you and, you and I'm telling you, don't. I am not the most religious person in the world at all. But sometimes you just got to go back on faith. Something else is going to come through, and then something else just has to be a test. You you can't outkick your coverage, and that's what I did. And and yeah. I'm telling you, but I learned from it. Well, so you know, so I learned. so let me say so. So let me ask you a question. So in 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 my opinion or your opinion, whatever else, uh, but. Was was making that mistake? Did did that push you into a different direction? Did, I mean, you, well, it, it, it's still it's it's like, I mean, I was so blessed to have. I, I, I love old people, so you know, I always say about you know kids to this day, they scared to fall down, they scared not all of them, but scared to be embarrassed, scared to be yep. talked about. I wasn't. I knew I made a mistake, and 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 I don't have an ego with people, I always say, don't have an ego with your mother and father, don't have an ego with your kids. You know, never be afraid to say, I'm sorry. 
Never be afraid to say I fucked up, especially the people that's close to you. That's right. So even then, I, I fucked up. I dropped the ball. Let, give me a chance. What can I do to do this again, to help make this again? So over the years, over the time, I think it was 65, 75 people. So I don't even know the exact thing. But over the years, as I got better, I never forgot them giving me that opportunity. And I gave every last one of those people free smoked turkeys or free fried smoked or fried turkeys years yep. later that my mother could remember that did that, you know, yeah. because I appreciate them giving me that opportunity. I mean, I was in my little apartment cooking all this stuff and all that and trying to get it out at lunchtime and and, uh, and all that. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought that up and I messed up, but that still didn't deter. I mean, I had people close to me saying, oh yeah, he can cook, but he can't cook for no living. So, <laughs> so they'd be like, right. did, did that fuel you? And I'd be right. like, no. And I try to tell these youngs, you can't worry about people and a lot of people not even hating. They just that's just their opinion. Yeah. But you can't worry about that. And and a lot yeah. of times people get so worried about what somebody's gonna say. Once you get to a certain point that you're gonna go out and do something spectacular or whatever, whatever it is, I don't even care if you could be the spectacular custodian or something, whatever it is, you get it in that mindset. Can't nobody deter you from doing that. But you can't worry about haters. You, yeah. We get so caught up in haters. Hater, like they say, haters gonna hate or people gonna be negative. That's they right. You have to bet on yourself and keep it pushing yeah. you know that's what i did after that I, I i think i think you're right i think people are too afraid to fail like and everybody thinks you have to get it right the first time which is the biggest mistake right you, it, it's biggest never going to be perfect it's you're never going to get it right the first time it's the people that dust themselves off and get back up and do it again and they get back again. up and do it again they get back up until they make it right i mean like and i know plenty of people that have started businesses and have failed and they've started another business, they failed, and they, but here's the deal, they kept starting new businesses, they kept trying, yeah. and most of these people that, that it, one is my, my, my wife's grandfather, who had five failed businesses, his sixth business, 50 something million dollars a year. That's what they, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, it was just, it just, he just kept grinding, and he, it was a brick company. He opened a brick company, but he kept doing it. They all failed until the one didn't, and when it took off, it, it became one of the best brick companies in Texas. You know what I mean? So it's it's all about getting back up. A lot of people think they see it on TV and they think it's easy. But they want it now. And, yeah. you, and it's not. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to work. It's yep. gonna be the hardest job you ever did in your life. Yep. And, and it's no secret recipe to success. It's hard work. Yeah. It is it's 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 it's, it's hard work. Yeah. But eventually it's gonna come. Your payoff is gonna come if you if you can deal with it. But you have to have the right frame of mind for this shit because you out there, you in the public, you being critiqued all the time, people eating your shit and whatever, whatever. So you have to be prepared for all that, yep. you know, and you have to be prepared to be knocked down. Like I, like another saying she used to say, my granny say shit, I'm stronger when I'm down, you know, that's, right. that's when you sit up and getting in thinking in your mind, you'll come back and you'll come up, that's you right. know, so it's, it's a mindset. And the 49ers still suck. That's what I'm talking <laughs> right, about. Well, this has been a great hey, interview. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming in. Hey, uh, Kevin. Quiet. I don't know what, but here's the deal. I know where Corsicana is. I love Corsicana. I feel like we're going to be best friends. Uh, <laughs> hell, I may move Shit. there in a couple of months or something. I, that's all I'm saying. Man, come, come, yeah. back, come hang out with me, man. Let's anytime. go. I wish you'd leave now. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. Hey, we can replace John. Uh, Kevin, you think about doing a full-time podcast? Let's go, man. Uh, uh, we, we actually work. I've I'm, I'm, I'm been talking to some people that work with David Chang and all that, so we talk about things. But nice. I, Let's I, go. I, I, I drink too much, man. I was so drunk the other night, I swerved from it. 
I swerved from hitting a tree, and it was the goddamn air freshener in my car. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds like a good podcast to me. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely listen for sure. Hell yeah, that is awesome. Oh man, so so obviously you, you you've been a celebrity judge. Uh, what 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 was that like? What was that like being on 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 a on a show or or being able to do that? It was like, like barbecue showdown. Yeah, barbecue yeah. showdown. Were, were, were you nervous? Were, were, was it something that you're like? Like it, 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 nah. was it almost like a fake it till you make it type of atmosphere. Or were you like, you know what? I'm so confident. Nah, the first, no, I the first this. time I did bar, the first time I did bar rescue was fake it till you make it. Cause that okay. was my first fucking TV show. So and I, I, and I, I used to go on TV and, uh, uh, John kept sending his producer, James Aguista to, cause they had one of his people just in there eating that blood souls in Compton and we in there clown. And they were like, Oh, I got to get this guy on TV. But I was so deep into the restaurant, uh, that I was like, I can't, you know, no, I can't get away. I can't get away. So uh, one day my, so the producer kept calling because John kept telling him, and this was way back in, I think, 09 or 10. And the guy kept telling him and whatever, whatever. So my niece one day had came to work and said, uh, I need to talk to you at home. You know, this is now I'm like, what the hell? I'm thinking some family shit. So I go around the corner. My house was right around the corner. What's going on? She said, sit your ass down. I need to do a, a interview with you on camera. And then she did, and I'm talking. She, what the fuck? I ain't doing this shit, but she did it. And I got the first job as an expert on a bar rescue, which was an episode that never aired. But I still can't talk too much about it. But it never aired because it was an incredible episode. I almost got into a fight with the owner of the uh, the restaurant. <laughs> but uh, and, but you know he's he's actually real close to me now. But uh, uh, fucking had a the night before so i got all these people in Compton over at my house and i'm like man i'm on tv the show going air and this and that this and that this and that and the show didn't air because the night before the show was supposed to air the uh owner shot and killed somebody in the bar shut so up they, they pulled, so if you ever look up a lost episode look up a uh, bar rescue boondocks in nashville and you'll see it you know oh, you can find it well, the we're, we're show never yeah. aired but that was my first one, and uh, uh, and just since then, like I said, when if I do a show, and they just say "be you," I don't have no problem with. It. I have a problem with if it's scripted or whatever. Yeah. I walked away from many shows that were, you know, scripted or whatever. But American Barbie Showdown, what I love about that, it, the, it's it's so authentic, authentic, uh, because the people are, they never been on TV, a lot of them. They never mm-hmm. been, you know, like Rashid, who's my, I call him my son now. Oh, man. You that know, dude was so one good. One of the most incredible. So charismatic. Show. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm, the gentleman smoker, which he, yep. owe me a, he owes me some money from for that because he, <laughs> you know, had that. But uh, uh, just d- seeing these people and, and that's what I'm saying. I, c- I could sit up here and talk about your food and clown. And they laugh because I'm not there, you know, to hurt. Like I said, you, you you sitting up here, these guys sit up here. We in Georgia, man. It's 100 degrees outside. And they cooking all day for you to come critique their food. Yeah, yeah. And I always say it's the way you could talk. It's the way you, I could still talk about your food and laugh and me and you laugh. But I, I respect what you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and that's what I love about that show. It was uh it's an incredible show, and uh, in fact, I don't too many people know, but uh, season two should be dropping in uh, May. So keep that. I'm, I'm letting you a lot oh, yeah. of your people. There it is. So badass. Man, a lot of people. Definitely know, but, uh, check that out. Hey, so season two should be dropping in May. 
I'm, I'm going to ask a weird question, right? So if 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 the tables were are reversed, right, and you were on that first season cooking, and you saw, you already know what everybody went through. How do you think you would have done? Oh, I, I I don't I don't even know because the difference between that show and any other show, you you we the the, the things we were dishing out, they never cooked on. I know and some of the shit. Yeah. I said, damn, I'm a fucked up individual <laughs> to have them cooking on this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, and that's what I'm saying. That's why you have to respect it. Anybody can get. I can get on there and cook with the best of them on on uh, uh, a Jr. Smoker or Lane. Whatever, whatever. Yep. But these guys cooking on damn dishwashers and shit. Yeah. No, I know. I know. That's <laughs> what makes so. I, I, yeah. Having to build pits. Like, as much they, as I yeah. want to blow my own horn yeah. and say I could have put a kick to everybody else, I'll be like, and, and cooking some incredible shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the whole thing, too, even with barbecue, which I, I, I'm not a chef, it's so many barbecue, it's so many chefs, trained chefs that are coming into barbecue. Mm-hmm. And their seasoning and their palate yeah. and the way they can match flavors is incredible. I always say if you if you're a trained chef and you respect barbecue and you come into barbecue and respect it and don't look down at it and it's just grilling at Unk House on Saturday, mm-hmm. it's some incredible chef. Like even like somebody like Tuffy Stone is Cordon Blue trained. Yep. That's right. You know, so those are the type of people when they come into this stuff and they pair something different. It's crazy. Like Rashid, I call him, he is a man, and he's not even culinary trained, but he's culturally trained from his Jamaican background. That's right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he brought and the he, Jamaican roots. Yeah, and he's a master seasoning. Master yeah. seasoning. I already said, if you're a master seasoning, which means you can make, he can make any kind of rub be incredible. I mean, he did, if you remember the episode when the beaver tail crackling yeah. Yeah. was fucking oh, yeah. incredible. Yeah. The meat was horrible. But the, the his rub made the shit so doable, you know. And, <laughs> you know, and that's what I'm saying. Anybody coming into that, like I said, you gotta step your game up. And, and like you said, you know, even in Texas, things are changing. You know, different kind of rubs, different kind of sauces, mm-hmm. and all that. And that's just an influx of different kind of cultures coming into barbecue. Like on one of the shows, I was going back and forth with somebody, and they were like, uh, "Well, that's not, you know, you taking barbecue and and you know brisket and putting it in a fire or fold, depends what part of the country you are, you want to call it." That's not a. Uh, that's not authentic barbecue. I said, "Well, you put fucking brisket and baked beans. What's yeah. the difference?" <laughs> right. You that's know right. what I'm saying? You know. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I think you hit the uh, the the nail on the head. Like, um, we have Ronnie Killen here in here in Pearland, where we're our classically trained chef, Cordon Bleu. Uh, I think he came uh, in came from Paris, right? You studied in French cuisine for probably four or five years. Correct. Uh, he came in second to cook for the president of the United States, Barack Obama. Uh, what? And and the chef that won it actually asked him to stay on, and he was like, "Nah, I'm gonna go back." He went back to Pearland, where, where we're at, and uh, he opened his steakhouse there. Yeah, here. I think and it was Bush. It was Bush. Was it Bush? Yeah, yeah I'm Bush. sorry, Bush. I'm sorry. Get it right, man. Right. Fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Get your laughs> right. Lights. These coarse lights have just yeah. hit. You yeah. know what I mean? After three, you're done. Whatever. Do it every right. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna switch to Hennessy. Give me some Hennessy out here. Uh, yeah, get some Hennessy. Let's go. Uh, but no, but he he came in second. The, the chef asked him to stay on. He said, no. Nah. He came back here, opened a restaurant, Steakhouse, uh, which has been wildly successful. I mean, like yeah. like all around Houston, you know where this place is at. You got about 10 restaurants now. About 10, yeah. And, but, but he opened a barbecue restaurant here uh, in town as well. So he actually has three restaurants here. Four. He has the Steakhouse, the barbecue. He's got a hamburger joint, Killen's Burgers. 
and he has the TMX. Yeah, Tex-Mex. Yep. Yeah. Tex-Mex, right? Yeah, but there's there's a handful of client pitmasters hybrid slash bringing in a chef like Mimsy, Mimsy's Barbecue. Yep. Uh, I think his wife is a, a chef, or is it a wife or the partner? Wife. Wife is is the chef. He's a pitmaster. Right. He's out there running those 1,000-gallon pits. Uh, but they, they marry together. They're just like the, the traditional offset smoked meats. One of the best pork chops I with, think I've ever had at any yeah. place in my life. Yeah, that and, came from that restaurant, and I, and I think what they're doing, they're elevating the sides. Like, I mean, obviously they're they're putting their spin on on the barbecue, but these sides that they're putting out there, and they're putting their different flavors and spins on them, yeah, they're just making them absolutely just game changers. That, and I think that's why you're seeing the the revolving door, or the flip on the just more specifically the Texas monthly uh, top 50. I think that's where you're seeing, you got Goldie's barbecue up in what is it? Uh, Fort Worth, Dallas yep. area. Uh, I know and I, I had Goldie's in Lockhart. That shit was good as hell. So <laughs> I, I want, I wanted to not like it so bad. I said, this is one of the best damn ribs I ever had in my life. I don't know what this fucking lime zest is on this shit. I don't know if I should eat it or take a bath with it. But right. that shit, yeah. it was you good. Know? Yeah, it was, it was really good for real. Uh, and they're uh, they're adding different flavors, and and I know there's different like you're talking about. You got different backgrounds, different culinary training, and you're adding different little flavors that people aren't really used to. But I think. Uh, here in Texas, I think it used to be just like the salt and pepper, but you're you're starting to get like a huge just <coughs> melting pot of just different yeah. cultures, and everything is just yeah. coming together. Even if you go into was it Valentina's in in uh, in San Antonio? Have you been to Valentina's? I've never been there. Where, where they're bringing oh. that 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 uh, that Tex-Mex culture meets. What? Barbecue. Yeah. Why you say? Oh, I feel like I fucked up because I ain't never. You see the way he went? Oh, like you know. No, I'm saying like, oh, bro, you gotta go. No, it's like a. You gotta go. Let's do a road. Let's do yeah. a road trip. Yeah, they, let's, let's go. Do let's do it. I, I listen. But what he, yeah. but what he is saying is so true, and that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you can have a staple in barbecue, and people just don't know. Like I said, I respect Texas barbecue. I love uh, salt and pepper, even though we did garlic salt and pepper, and that's what we still do on our brisket, uh, which I still don't think brisket. I still think garlic salt or salt and pepper on brisket and a good smoke is still incredible. I don't want no goddamn sugar on my brisket. Nah. I don't want. I don't need no hell of a rub. But ribs and chicken and and pork shoulder and all that. I don't want just salt and pepper on that. I, I, I want a rub. And, and there's so many spectacular rubs coming. I mean, pork. You, you got some Texas people. I don't like nothing sweet. But then they go eat sweet and sour pork at the Chinese food restaurant. That's right. right. And right. well, sweet, sweet. Uh, 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 compliments pork. Mm-hmm. So even in barbecue with a, with the right kind of smoke and the right kind of wood on it, it's an incredible rib. Like I said, uh, that rib I had at, at when in Lockhart was incredible. I, I had some good barbecue. I had some good authentic barbecue in Lockhart, but then you know the festival. I had some good new people who are dominating the top fifty right now. Yep. So come on, let's keep it one hundred. And mm-hmm. then a lot of people in Texas. That's all they knew was the salt and pepper barbecue. Yeah. And this nothing it's nothing taken away from the salt and pepper, nothing at all. It's still the art of smoking it, it's still the smoke, it's still the mesquite, the post oak and all that. But now people are taking that and using the same woods and using different rubs and different seasoning, different sauces, yep. and just making it that much better. They still respecting the game, but they putting their own twist in the game. So I respect them for that. Yeah. No, I I, I definitely agree with that. Um I, I think that well, I think the evolution of barbecue is 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 here, right? And I think that's 
it's almost going to be like back in the day you had you had the same people making the same top you know and they were just kind of flip-flopping around like who was doing something better mm-hmm. but you have you have new people coming in each year you have so many different restaurants opening mm-hmm. up now in texas for, for for the texas monthly right and uh and i don't know what it is but we interviewed quite a few people and they opened their restaurants in december and by like april of the following year they were like getting the texas monthly interviews mm-hmm. or whatever else I, I don't know if it's a thing or not or whatever yeah. um right. It's like Daniel Vaughn just follows us and just listens to the podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You think that's what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be no it. chance. It is. Let me ask you this. Is yeah. there a style or a particular barbecue you just don't mess with? You're just like, nah, that's not for me. You know what I mean? If it's regional. Not really. It's, it's not. It's not because, you know, it's it's good barbecue. I, I like simply, I don't like grilled barbecue. It, it was this guy in Watts. And in fact, not even just him, my, my good friend, Kirk Houston, uh, used to make the best grilled ribs on just charcoal ever tasted in my life. And it was just a grilled rib, two hours, you know, and it was the best. It's not really one. I don't, I don't, uh, I, 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 it's not really nothing. I, I won't try, it. you know, I won't try. It's not really nothing that I can't say that no matter how you do it, it's horrible. It's not really nothing that I can, uh, I can say because I'm, you know, what am I saying? If you read the book, is do barbecue whatever your way. Just do good barbecue. Don't do no damn bad barbecue. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Don't nobody want goddamn chicken so dry you got to eat it in the rain and shit or nothing. <laughs> that. Good barbecue, you know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not really no no genre of it that I, I if it's good I won't you know enjoy. And then that's the whole thing. I barely eat. That's what people don't understand. Now we smoke brisket and ribs today, and I wanted a burger or something you know yeah. because yes. i won't eat my barbecue but i so my brother had passed away years ago and uh in compton and we had catered the uh repast and my son was taking me back to the hotel because i was coming back out here and i wanted to stop by this place called woody's barbecue oh yeah because that's what i grew up on but the kids thought it was so funny he took a picture of me in line at woody's this dude just catered this thing and <laughs> Uh, one of the best barbecue places CNN in the nation. He buying somebody else's barbecue because after you, you don't want. I, I know what mine is supposed to taste like. Yeah. yeah. And every time I go to one of the restaurants or whatever, I'm not eating to enjoy it. I'm eating to critique it. So I still like other people's bar. That's why I hate if they come in and they know me and all that. I'm like, I'm not here for that. I'm not. You never see me on social media dissing somebody's restaurant or something because. I always say I think that's so fucked up. Even if I don't like it, I tell people to try it for us. But himself I had somebody else I used to know who had a huge following, and he would go to these places and diss these places hmm. instead of trying to, you know. And I just thought that was so messed up because, you know, you got a lot of followers and shit. They're gonna listen to what you say. And I always yeah. say this, man. I'll be like, "Oh, how was?" And I'll be like, "Oh, it was cool. Try it for yourself." Yeah. You know. And then if it's if it's something cool, I would say, oh, "Man, I had some spectacular barbecue." at so-and-so, so-and-so, or whatever, go try it, or whatever, whatever. But I don't think it's my job to diss nobody's place, yeah. nobody's restaurant. I mean, a lot of people feel that that's their job to do, and they they being legit with their followers. You're not being legit because you don't know what this, this somebody's trying to start their business, yeah. and you got the power. We all made mistakes when we first, you know, begun our businesses and stuff, and you got the power to fuck up their business from the start, and I just think that's fucked up. Yeah. You know, so, no, yeah, you're right. Sure. Yeah, you, you got to think about like that's our heart and soul. That's your heart and soul going yeah. into something, and you're like, make or break. For, for somebody to walk through and go, I don't like it, and automatically 
just lose out on anybody else trying to come into your restaurant. Yeah, that yeah. that is devastating. May not be for you. That's, that's why I tell yeah. people try try it for yourself. Yeah. Like go try it for you. I say, but people who know me, if I'm saying it's cool, they still be like whatever, whatever. But I'll, I'll be like try it for yourself, and then. You know, a lot of times if the people like get at me in my inbox or on the side, uh, and I and and if they really want to know, if, you know, if the owners get out, I'll be yeah, you know, hey, I went there, you know, it was cool, but maybe if you do this or do that next time, you know, but I still, I'm not attacking them. I said maybe you had the ribs in the warmer too long or whatever. I yeah. totally understand, and I always put myself in that predicament. I yeah. did the same shit. I understand customers. You just starting off. You don't. Have customers you don't want to 86 everything i totally understand but if i could give any advice cook less and whatever i, I tasted I, I know where, where you were trying to go with it. it was probably incredible at two o'clock today but it's not incredible at five o'clock so yeah. it's just not my job with yeah and all that and you got all these followers it's not your job unless that's what you are a food critic to dog nobody else's restaurant out yeah know? yeah yeah i mean it's it's, it's somebody's it's somebody else's livelihood right it's somebody yeah. else's passion, somebody else's dream. Somebody so, that got kids and right. all that and, and, and dreams and, and yeah. future and all that. And sometimes they might just need a little help or a word of advice from you instead of dogging them out. Yeah. You know? So oh, yeah. that's not your job. Unless, like I said, unless you're a food critic. If you have a big following and you you go and, and the whole thing is if your following knows you, then they know if you like the food. Because you're gonna bump it up. But then, I, like I say, still try it. I say, go try it, man, you know. Or I say, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so. And then a few days later, I say, you know, one you know, one thing about it, and I always put myself in, like I said, in the predicament. You know, one thing about the restaurant being, we all going to have bad days and this and that. We have to recover from our bad days, Yeah. you know. And you never know. You might have came in blood souls years ago, and, and I had a bad day. So we got to recover from our bad days. And I'll put something else out there, not to diss the restaurant, to tell those people, Feel where you coming from, you know. So yeah, but now if you got some fucked up shit, then it's just gonna be some fucked up shit. And <laughs> I ain't got to worry about it. If you got a restaurant, flies go to commit suicide. I don't have to dog you out. The people, gonna, the, the people gonna yep gonna dog you out. So, that's you that's know. right. I, 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 I think oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I won't judge a restaurant on the very first time I go there. Like I'll give it a second try. Like I mean, they could have had a bad day. You may go there the next time and like it's better. Right. Like yeah. You can't just wash somebody out for just one time. One going. time. Yeah. Well, one time. Well, and I see so many people do that, man. I yeah. think it's so. So this one guy came in my restaurant years ago who he, one of the people I'm talking about. And like like I say, it's not no competition. It's enough money out there for everybody. So, you know, this one blood souls were first taken off. And he went in there and he said, uh, 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 went to blood souls the other day. Huh, it's all right. I don't see what the big fuss is about. You know, this and that, this and that. You know, uh, order some ribs. Me, my my wife, and my father-in-law and mother-in-law all ate. We just said it was okay. So I went and looked at the thing. First of all, the son of a bitch only ordered a rib sandwich, which is only one rib, Chris Rock style. And then so he lied about that. And, and, uh, How much for like, one rib? He about, he about 400 some pounds. His wife about 400 some pounds. And uh, I'm like, so all you motherfuckers ate one rib. So anyway, I didn't know. Some Chris Rock shit right there. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, met him about uh, a, a couple of weeks later. And he said, uh, uh, I was in Restaurant Depot in L.A. And he was like, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so. Uh, this and that, this and that. And I was like, oh, what's your name? He said, you know, I'm, I'm so-and-so. And I said, oh, I'm blessed. So this. Oh, yeah, I was just at the restaurant. I said, oh, yeah, I seen your little review that you did. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
said I had to be honest. I said, well, I don't think he was being honest. I said, uh, uh, because you, you know, all you guys on one, all you, I didn't say all you big motherfuckers on one rib, but all y'all on one rib. And he said, no, no. He said, no, we got more than one rib. I said, no, you only got one rib. I looked at the camera. I looked at everything. So he was busted on that. Yeah. You know, I said, but it's all good, bro. You got your opinion and shit. I said, but we all out here hustling. We all, and I said, I would never do another brother like that. You know, nobody. Yeah. So then of course he came in the next week and tried to like change up the shit and whatever. Oh, what a different day make and all that kind of shit. And I could have went there with him, but I still didn't. So I got to know him over the years and realized that he was just a total head. He went to some legendary places and had some negative to say about every place, oh, you know? Man. I remember yeah. one time when I just couldn't take it no more. I probably had about four shots of Hennessy in the back. And he said, we was talking about one restaurant. I don't even want to name it. I was like, and I said, motherfucker, do you like anybody barbecue but yours? <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, and he said, uh, uh, I like yours. I said, no, you didn't know what you said at first. I said, you know, just a hater, you know? And he opened up the spot, of course, because you can't, you can't win hating. And he was on a show. And it's so funny, and I'm not gonna say the show, and I always say that motherfucking sauce tastes like orange marmalade or something. He was on a show, and on that same show, that's what one of the judges said sauce tastes like. You orange know? marmalade? Mm. Orange marmalade. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's fantastic. Uh, he said Chris walks out. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. yeah, the one, the one written. I think what? we still got the show. That's what it was. I had a. I had a, a at Bloodsoul, you had a, a a rib dinner, a rib lunch, and a rib sandwich with just a rib on the bone and a piece of bread. Yeah, and we sold uh, so many of those. So that's what this motherfucker came in and ordered and said. All big, all them big heavy eaters ate that. <laughs> Come on, we have you a know, shirt. Do we still? I mean, have a shirt? Was on, yeah. His wife was on my six hundred pound life twenty years before the shit even came on the air. <laughs> Hey, so we actually have on our on our on our website or whatever else we actually have a uh, which with grabthebrisket.com or grab the brisket, uh, but we have a swag shop on there and we have a shirt. It says "How much for one rib," and and I it's that iconic Chris Chris Rock. Uh, very yeah. very iconic. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's so good. I say, uh, and, and I'm I'm Isaac Hayes. Motherfucker, it cost me so and so to do to do that rib. I, that's that right. is what it that, that scene way before I opened up my restaurant. Yeah. Was and then when I had a, yeah. a homeboy came in there one time and he was just like when old boy came in, you big fat motherfuckers in this motherfucker eating up all the profit and shit. Right. The homeboy <laughs> came in there and said hey, the same shit. Just back when I opened up blood cells and shit. So it's so funny. What do you say? He goes, Hey, just just can I get a can I get a soda? I goes, I it's like nah, it's like it's like a dollar, fifty cents. Like it was Pour, yeah. pour up my hand for a quarter, right? <laughs> I mean, such a great, I, dude. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, then hey, he, but then he, then he, then he pulled out a stack, a, a stack of time. wad money. Yeah. Said, got change for a hundred, <laughs> son. Let's go. Uh, so yeah, I was gonna say, uh, uh, Kev. Hey, let us. No, I, 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 I did say. It. Okay. Hey, Kev, let us know what size T-shirt you uh, wear. We're gonna send you a T-shirt. I am, I am a 3X now, man. I went from a 5X to a 3X. Let's go. Nice. Gotcha, Hell man. yeah. Nice. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say, I think a big mistake for like, and, and, and it, there's always like the, uh, for restaurants, right? People when you open a restaurant, they never know how much food to make, right? And, and, and I will tell you right now, social media is the buzz. Right, it's it's the thing, and if you're not if you're not in social media now, and you're trying to open a restaurant, and you're, you're trying to do it old school, you're fucking up, right? You you've got to get you got to get into social media, whatever else. But you have to. I, 
I the biggest thing I would say is less is more, and you don't want to cook a bunch of food for everybody everybody else, right? For for it's not for like if they're gonna have a hundred people today, then cook for seventy five people, right? That's, just, right? that's right. That's right. Bring it back a little bit. It's okay to sell out, and I think that's okay. a thing that, that people it's, don't realize. Just sell out your food today and have the buzz work for you. And embellish that shit. I that's used right. to like. That's what I'm saying. I used to like. I didn't have the money, all the stuff, but I knew how to embellish. Oh, you know, one o'clock, I'm already out of ribs. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, the goddamn fire department had a damn softball game, and they came and bought all the ribs. That's right. You better get it early tomorrow, because I always once I finally opened up my spot, because I had so much experience on other people's spots that I said, no, I'm gonna cut this amount. And I'm going to let, and like I tell anybody starting a business, let your customers dictate as you go up and yep. embellish that shit. You know, yep. I remember I had to fire one girl because she didn't know how to embellish because we opened up and I was late on the tips. I was probably out all night drinking or something the night before. So I'm about an hour late on the tips and a guy come and we just opened up the door. Oh, we sold out of tips. And goddamn the doors. I said, damn, girl, learn that. When I say embellish, I don't mean just blatantly lie. Come up with some shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I tell yeah. people all the time. To when you first open up, because like I said, nine out of ten times you start on a shoestring budget. That's right. You don't have much, and and you people get so caught up in the food costs. But when you first start off, unless you starting off with a name, hey, you know, let your customers. I'm cooking twenty slabs today. I'm cooking this many briskets today. I'm out of brisket, and then but once they come and the food is good, those people who got it. Are gonna go talk about it. That's right. But now who got it? Well, it's not like back in in my day when I first started. Wasn't nobody tweeting or going like whatever. But now people are like, oh wow, I just had some incredible barbecue at so and so so and so. And then you start seeing it. You start seeing it. So you know the next mm -hmm. time you got to do this much. Next time you got to do this much. But don't go in the hole at the beginning because you're gonna try to serve something that doesn't need to be served. And like I tell people all the time, barbecue is different than any other food. You know, I already smoked. The shit out of it. Now you got to put it in a warmer for health department standards, and all that integrity is leaving. Yep. You know, and and like a lot of places, like I fight in California all the time because you know we got stuff in the warmer. You know, you supposed to keep it at one seventy five, almost two hundred, but you cooking it again. Mm. You it's, know, it's still so cooking. you're still cooking. So yeah. it's all kind of games that you have to play on it, yeah. and the only way you can get around it is to not cook that much food. Yep. Until Start getting the crowds to to just because you want to you want to have like I always tell people on you know of course your briskets and your, your shoulder is done but on your ribs chicken links whatever else nine out of ten times you need to have if you're open which one thing I've always loved about Texas barbecue it ain't like that in L.A. you got to be open in Texas you can say oh we open today and we sold out at one o'clock and then keep doing that and keep doing that. In L.A., they just don't understand that shit. So you have to produce it to right. keep it right. But, of course, right. you can't produce brisket and all that. So at night, like I said, like, you know, any given night at the Hollywood location, you know, they putting 300 briskets on there for Friday, and they'll be gone for Saturday, Damn. you know. And, I, and the Compton location was more than that back in the day. But that came with time and building that up. But, like I said, it's always two smokes on your ribs, it's your morning smoke, your pit master, get there at six in the morning, get the uh, briskets off and uh, relieve the night pit master. And then you're putting your ribs and your chicken and all that stuff on for the day, for the for the morning shift, 
you know, and hoping you're getting that out by, you know, two or three. And then you're, you're up. As soon as that come off, your ribs and stuff are going on for the evening, you know. And then after that, you're getting that off for the night crowd. And then your 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 night pit master is coming in to get the briskets and the pork shoulders on for the next day. That's right. You know, that's the only way you're going to do it, you know. But the crowd dictates that. It takes a minute before you get to that point. You know, like I said, for the first year and a half, it was just three of us. You know, at, and we and it was real busy six to eight months in. It was real busy. Like I said, I was closed on Mondays, but that was my prep day. And I was back there prepping two or three hundred slabs of ribs by myself, you know, and all that back in those days. So it, it, it's, it's a grind, you know. I'm tired just uh, just hearing that. I'm like, <laughs> holy hey, shit. So, so it's a lesson learned right now. Anybody that wants to go out and open a restaurant, if you think you're going to go out and cook five this and four of this and that's all you're going to do, just know that you're not going to be successful. The grind is it's day and night. Mm-hmm. It's day and night. you got to be consistent. Uh, and, and if you think you're going to do this in one week and you're like, next week you just made it, that ain't happening either. This is called uh, months. It's called years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's putting your your blood, sweat, and tears into it. Uh, and I think that's what makes successful people. That's why you're successful, by the way. Yeah. And, and give, man. And, and you got to give, man. You got to, like, like, you got to, even when you get to that point, like, you know, you, you have to give back. Like, you know, I, I said a minute, being in Compton, you know, Oh, you like a lot of I do interviews. Oh, you paid for so many funerals and all that kind of stuff. I see I paid for a gang of funerals, this and that. But I also paid for a gang of scholar, uh, college scholarships. That's an ugly ass share. I paid for a gang of college scholarships <laughs> and all that. You know what I mean? In, in the same token, I, I paid for scholarships and all that because yeah. barbecue is still a community. It's still a give back and it's still a community. You can't get away from that. You got to give back, you know. And all these customers that take care of you, you got to give back to them. Yeah, you, know? you can't just keep taking and taking. I mean, you you definitely you have can't. to give back. And I, I'll say, I was thinking about this on the drive uh, home, uh, talking, just thinking about just barbecue and the generals of family wise. Uh, having a restaurant, um, obviously, uh, uh, we kind of dream about that, uh, and then may we may make it happen one of these days. But obviously, it, 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 it's for your family. And when I say it's for your family, it's for your community as well. It's your friends. Yeah. It, it's it's everybody coming together, and uh, they're taking care of you. You take care of them, and it's just kind of vice versa. That's right. Barbecue is supposed to be a party, man. Barbecue mm-hmm. is a vibe. When you think about it as a kid, away from the restaurant, you go to a barbecue at auntie house or uncle house or whatever. It's fun. It's music. It's all that. So when you come in blood souls, that's always what I try to you know, give them is, you know, barbecue is a party, man. Like I said, you know, people need to sit down and eat and talk and listen to some music and have some drinks and crack some jokes instead of fighting on each other and hating on each other, man. Let's talk, let's talk about this with some food. We might realize we're not even mad at each other. We just listen to somebody else on some shit. Definitely. And that's the best chair. John G, are you the one who gave me these? Can I get these from your house? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think I think uh, Kevin, we're up up against the clock a little bit, uh, but uh, I'm good. Let, 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 let me ask you this um, uh, before we cut out of here. Um, I, I I know when somebody's doing a restaurant, and me and Jan talk about this all the time. It, it's you, you try to come up with a menu. Uh, you try to you try to come up with a. Uh, uh, some people come up with a boatload of stuff that they want to put on the menu. And I think we talk about this back and forth that you, whatever you put on that menu, it has to be the best. 
You can't just yeah. throw up anything and just yeah, like, okay. It's like this P.F. Chang's, right? Like P.F. Chang's got a hundred different items on the menu. Are you going to tell me they're all good? There's no way they're all good, right? It's no way. So it's like, no way. So, so what you're saying, like, go ahead, James, finish no, it. What you're saying. That's like, basically what I, was, so, what I was getting at. So like the idea, like so we talk about this all the time, is like opening up a little a little spot, right? A, a little chat and chill place. I, I was in... Uh, I was in the Bahamas and they took us by a, a, a boat and we went out and did some snorkeling. They took us to this little island and they had this place there uh, that was called the Chat and Chill. And Bahamas or uh, Jamaica, I think it was, I don't know, I don't know which one it was. But, anyways, it was the most like badass place that I think I'd went to like anytime just traveling out, right? It was just a very cool, like just facility, but they had like six items. On their menu, mm. but all but they six, did them great. All six items were freaking phenomenal. I mean, it was the yeah. best six items you could get, right? Yeah. And 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 yeah. they they didn't care about offering anything else, right? And it was, there was no like, I I want to do twenty items. They're like, no, nah, I make six items, you know. And and that's kind of the thing I go back to, like, mm-hmm. dude, if we had a place and we only made ten things, like, how many people would come to eat those ten things? I I don't know. I don't. I don't. It was the best ten things you made. Like we don't have to worry about making twenty five different recipes and or eighty different recipes right. on. You're trying on, to roll on. the chilies and they got like hundred things on the menu and <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's not a chili. Three it's of them. But that's together. when you, and, I, and but that's when you you fall back and you and like 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 y'all little group right there. Y'all seem legit. Y'all seem like y'all got each other's back and and whatever. That's when you fall before you start off. You have to have some legit legitimate ass homeboys and homegirls and family that's gonna be one hundred. Yeah, which you, as you testing your recipes and all that, yeah, and then they take it from that, and they I tell people, then you take it to uh, your mom's job or your sister's job. Hey, I'm gonna treat y'all to lunch. Yep, you know, and they have to say you can think your shit is incredible. The public has to say your shit is incredible. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Once and you have to be legit. You can't be around. Like I said, I was I never had a complex. Like I always had a. A big ass nose. I remember one time I was nine and my granny say, Ooh, you got a book in your nose. Let me get that motherfucker out your nose because you don't want to bring no more attention to this motherfucker than you have to. (laughs) But I'm saying, learn to laugh at myself then and learn to take criticism then. And when you open up a business, people got to be real with you, man. Your shit sucks. Yeah. You know, or you need to be. And that's why I tell people going into this business, make sure your circle is strong because they are the first ones who are going to try your food. That's right, and, oh, and it's okay. Yeah, it, it's okay hearing the words. I don't like that. that. That ain't the one. That ain't the one. It's okay. People get offended, especially that. especially if you hear it on a certain dish from a lot of people. Yep, that's right. right. Now, a lot of shit. It still might be good, but yep. Mama might not like it. But that's right. Daddy, his old drunk ass side of the family love it, and they the ones drunk gonna give you the real shit. So I'm just saying, I tell people, but be legit, and then have your people take it away from their family and say. Take this to work with you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. me treat the boss yeah. at your job or let me treat whatever. And then when they like it and then they take it out and whatever, and then take it to some strangers, take it to the gas company. Hey, I want to treat, you know, four or five of you guys to lunch. I'm a caterer. I'm just starting off this and that. That's when you're going to get the true shit of your shit. And then know what everybody is saying. So if, if nine out of 10 people say your potato salad is so motherfucking runny, I got to wear tennis shoes to keep yeah. up with the shit. Then you know, <laughs> yeah. you're going to potato salad, you yeah. know. You can't have a bunch of yes men around you to say, "Oh yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great." Now, 
But then they going behind your back. Who if I didn't love that motherfucker, I'd tell him that. Fuck That's yeah. right. Fuck. No, That's if right. you love me, you would tell me it's shit. That's right. They tell me my shit. My shit is so bad that we pray after we. Eat. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Shit. I'm just Hell gonna yeah. edit this episode down to quips that he says because this is fucking hilarious, <laughs> great, right? That's phenomenal. Hey, hey, Kevin. Uh, hey, we, honestly, this has been a freaking just riot. It's it, it, maybe it, the we, best. We got to do this again. It's one of my favorite done. episodes. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate Man. you taking yep. time out of your schedule to 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 drink a little bit with us and shoot a little shit. And honestly, uh, and I, 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 and I love clicking. Y'all made it so comfortable. And I like when you said, no, sir, I didn't send it yet, motherfucker. Read the post. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they ain't sent the shit yet, you know. But okay. then I read it. I was like, oh, that's why I just put thumbs up. Oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, before we close it out, we'll give you the last words. And you can you can talk uh, and plug or, or say um, whatever comes to your heart. Hopefully, we can have you back on. I know you said that the, uh, the new show uh, on part two of the Barbecue Showdowns uh, yeah, coming yeah. up. Uh, it's dropping. Hopefully we can uh, have and, you back uh, on. Y'all can have me anytime, man. Y'all, I love the mellowness of y'all show. Let's and uh, do it. Like I said, I, I live here now. So when y'all get off the, the podcast, look up the Harbor uh, restaurant in Corsicana. It's beautiful out here. We got smokers out here. And uh, we're going to be doing some events. So I would love to invite you guys down maybe to do a live broadcast. Oh, from out yeah. here. let's awesome. do it. It's on. Yeah. We're all about yeah. that. Check it out. I, I'll send my, my, my guys some pictures and all that. But it's beautiful. We do a lot of stuff with DeAndre Simmons and a lot of people in Texas. And we're going to be doing some big events out here on, on the water. And you know, as much as I hate the Cowboys, you know, I cater for them every year at Oxnard every year, you know. So, damn. and I want to talk so much shit, you know, like, God damn, can we get a win? Can we beat the 49? <laughs> Just one. No, so that's a whole other yeah. story. But uh, I would love to invite you guys out, man, for. Uh, you know, the four for our Memorial Day or something like that and come out and chill and do a live broadcast. It'll be incredible. Let's go. We oh, can yeah. do it. Yeah. We can do it. All right. Yeah. Be, we doing a, for the, I know for the fourth, we're doing a whole uh, pig roast and everything. So I, I'll be keeping in touch with you guys, man. Thanks for having me. And like I said, I love the way y'all reach out to people just starting off. I see y'all want to try to do y'all own restaurant, whatever I can do to help, bro. I'm, I'm here for y'all, man. So I would love to be there, man. I wish everybody all the luck and, and thanks for having me. And anytime y'all need me, y'all got my number, hit me up. Hell yeah. Okay, and let us know what the name of that cookbook is and where people can go get a hold of it. Uh, the the uh, Bloodsoul's Family Cookbook. Uh, damn, I damn near forgot the name. It's uh, we we made we've sold over a million copies, and uh, and it's one of the only cook. It's only a few cookbooks that's been on Amazon that was twice the number one book on Amazon. Let's go. Not just cookbook. Twice we were the number one book. In fact, last June, Dr. Seuss is like the man in June, graduation time. For three or four days in June of last year, the Bloodsoul's Family Cookbook uh, was the number one cookbook out of 40-some million books on Amazon. Let's Damn. go. Damn. Well, I, uh, amazing. I ordered mine I, today, so there it is. So, y'all, we got to hook up so I can sign them, man. Yeah. So now when y'all read that book, Tell me when you read it and tell me is it like everybody else say that knows me because y'all family now. Tell me, is it just like they say, reading that book is like sitting here shooting the shit with Kevin and having a drink? Oh, oh yes. yes. Yeah, sir. we definitely will. Fuck yeah. Kevin, hey, toast, hey. Brother. Cheers. Cheers, brothers. Appreciate you, man. Much love, man. We'll talk to you Look soon. Look forward to seeing y'all again, man. Yes, sir. Thanks, sir. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Let's go, dude. We'll talk about a freaking fantastic interview.
That um, cracked me up the I entire have, time. I have the, the, what was it, the Mount Rushmore of interviews that I, mm-hmm. in my head, my favorites. Yeah. Dude, it's on the top. Oh, definitely. He's up there. So it, it might be so the funny. Yeah. It might so, be number one. So, so, so yeah, he, he was uh, charismatic. He was funny. Uh, I, I love, it's not, it's not a, um, these aren't one-liners. These are, these are things from his past. His, mm-hmm. his grandmother said this, his, the, the, these lines, right? These, yeah. the, these things that have helped shaped. It's genuine. But, but ho- hold on. Like, these are things that helped shaped people like you and I, right? Are for it, sure. I, you talk to him, you feel like, man, I feel like, I feel like I'm hearing my family talk to me. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Um, I'm glad you guys were here to like actually conduct the interview because I felt like most of the time I was just sitting back, just like listening to these funny stories and everything. You know, just like we probably <laughs> like shouldn't watch the show. Probably shouldn't give Jan that that 17 percenter before the interview because he really wouldn't let anybody else talk. Is that, is that what it is? <laughs> I think that's what it was. Hey, I I did go. I know. I I did go a little fast into that. I, I do apologize. You did a great job. I think it was a great uh, interview. Honestly, I I was looking around. I was like, do I say anything or not? And then I I think the alcohol just took effect, and I was like. I, I've got to say something. We got to have so, him back on. Yeah, one hundred percent. So much more to talk about. He was so yeah. real. Hey, hey like. his first opening line, right? Think about this. His first opening line was like, "Actually, I just got out of the AA meeting, uh, <laughs> but I'll." I'm like sitting here, like, "Oh my god, did I just <laughs> right, over right. drink and just Stick and all of a sudden he pulls out mouth? a ball of Hennessy and I'm like, <laughs> ah, okay, he totally got you. Yeah. Let's <laughs> and fucking that was, go. Right. Yeah. Yes. I, I wrote down, we, we didn't get to, I was going to ask like, uh, cause I, I did look over on Amazon, you know, how Amazon gives voice. you the, uh, does James have a great voice? It, thank you. James. Very projection, man. You just have a very, you know, how Amazon voice. gives you that, uh, when you look at a book, if you want to read it or whatever, <laughs> they give you the first like yeah. mm-hmm. X, X amount of pages. So I, I started reading through some of the history of, of what he put down there. And I, and I, I know I told him, I was like, Fuck man, that shit is real, dude. Talking about his mom being part of the Black Panther and his his dad being a cop. Yeah, LAPD. LAPD, and then sending him back and forth between Compton and in Texas, Corsicana. Corsicana. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. I mean, th- th- he got real as could be, and the stories that are in this book are true as shit. And the recipes. Uh, Honestly, but I, I had a little excerpt that I wanted to read to you guys, but I didn't get to it because he was talking about his, his grandma, his, his, uh, I think he went on to say it was his auntie is his dad's, uh, yeah. um, sister, uh, that kind of showed him how to do the barbecue and, and got him into that, uh, wanting to do it. But she, she, she really didn't want him into that style. So from, from the cookbook, uh, he goes and it's like, I, I call her my granny, but Willie Mae Fields was my dad's auntie. She was the one that taught me how to barbecue and swore up and down. Uh, and I swore up and down to her that I would not go into the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. But uh, Granny said, uh, you're always going to have to be your own um, boss because you're too much of an asshole to work for anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, she knew him best. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not too much of an asshole, just too honest, just too real. Yes. Yeah. Love Yang, that. Yeah. Hey, she knew him the best. That's yeah. all I'm saying. If y'all hey. want to find his book, I, it's everywhere, but I'll put a yeah. link down in the description. Uh, yeah. Let it. me guess. You can find it on Amazon. It is on Amazon. Huh. Buy it will be. That's where I ordered mine today. So, I guess. so. A, lot of, a lot of useful information. A lot of, a lot of just like, um, not pep talk, but a lot of like people that are inspiring to be entrepreneurs. <laughs> I know I was just getting into it. It's like, I, I know a lot of people out there that are, they're 
small business owners or their entrepreneurs or the people that want to get into barbecue. This guy went through a lot of information to, to people that are inspiring to, to, to go out there and chase their dreams. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I mean a lot of information, but the one thing he said the entire time, there's no get rich quick scheme. You gotta there, work there, there's, there's not even a thing that you get rich. This is a work your ass off type mentality, and and you keep working until you you build a business. But even then, there's no guarantee you're you're, you're you've gotten rich. You made it. You're, mm-hmm. you did your thing. Hey, your job is to build a business. You did that. Keep working it. Yeah. Somebody right? out there is listening right now. It's like you have to chase your dreams. That's right. Your dreams aren't going to chase you. You have to get out there and fight. And if it doesn't work out, keep fighting. Yeah. And if it find a different method, learn, grow. I love the where you said that he worked at other restaurants mm-hmm. to learn what they're doing and then learn how what not, not to, do. to do. Yeah, right. Hey, so, guess what? We're not serving three day ribs. Right. <laughs> so that would be hey, bad. Hey, how, how much guess for what? one rib? Yeah. We're we're serving one day ribs. So, guys, go back and, uh, I mean, we, we appreciate you guys listening along. Uh, honestly, it's like, uh, we... Same day ribs. I'm sorry. Same day ribs. <laughs> okay. We get it, Jim. We get it. Okay. Yeah. I, I specify, like, hey. <laughs> it's day so, of I'm ribs. just saying. Hey, dude, this 17 percenter has <laughs> fucking got me, man. I, I know what's going on. Martin House, the Forbidden Fire, is 17 percent alcohol by volume. Yeah. This is a whole deal well man. it's I, forbidden I, on podcast night yeah, <laughs> can't do that anymore like what the hell just happened man everybody go over there slide over to the grabmanthebrisket.com that's honestly the best way you can kind of get a hold of us so we're all over social media so you can check us out um send us messages we're, we're glad to respond and whatever questions you may have um i'm sorry if it's dumb or i'm sorry if we uh yeah, we, I, we come back with I, some uh, whatever but it uh, we, we appreciate your support, definitely. Your yeah. support, we we appreciate support. your support. Support, support, uh, support. Okay. God damn, stupid seventeen percent. Before, before we cut uh, out of this thing, can I share? John's gonna can I share something? Yeah. Yes, sure. Can I share something sure. that I added to our sound effect board? Let's go. Oh, here we go. Let's all right. Go. Honestly, we all have buttholes, so we celebrate <laughs> that. Yes. Uh, you don't laugh. Let them hear. Let <laughs> hey, them hear. hear. Sorry. But honestly, we all have buttholes, so we celebrate that. <laughs> That's what I got. Yeah. I feel like we're gonna have a lot more of those clips after this interview. It, it was yeah. after yeah. I listened. I listened to that episode last week, and that's what I texted the group text. Like, yes, I was dying. <laughs> we all have buttholes. <laughs> yeah. How did you record that? Did you record that off your cell phone? We just took a clip out of our actual recording. Oh, it sounds very muted. So I can turn it up. I mean, I just okay. wanna, don't even do it. I, I, could, I could turn it up. Yeah. Uh, hey, for the love of God, James, close we us all out. have buttholes. <laughs> yes. yeah, close us Honestly, out, hey, just we celebrate that. I, I think send it. everybody here at the table has buttholes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, hey, can you just send it? And just some people it. are. Hey, guys, we appreciate the fact that you listen with us. We appreciate the fact you're here with our journey. Uh, I we we know the fact that uh, man, we're, we're trying to fake it till we make it. Uh, we know that we're drinking seventeen percent alcohol by volume, uh, alcoholic drinks, and still <laughs> yeah. trying to do a podcast at the same time. <laughs> but you know what? At the same time, we're real about it. But we appreciate every single listen. Thank you. Yeah, and we we love you guys, and we appreciate your support. Peace. Thanks, everybody. 
We've been great. Smoke on. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. We'd like to give a special thanks to Sucklebusters Barbecue Rubs and Sauces, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Coolers, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Dow Strong Knives. We definitely appreciate your support.